Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast uh, with uh, myself, Spencer Hall, Jason Kirk. Say hello, Jason Kirk. What's poppin'? The editor of SB Nation College Football and contributor, Ryan Nanny of SB Nation and EDSBS.com. Uh, say hello, Ryan. Straight cash, homie. That's right. We're recording this right after Rand University came on the outstanding 30 for 30 documentary about Randy Moss and his trials and tribulations on the way to stardom. One of the things that they showed was the straight cash homie quote, which they just sort of assumed you knew the context to, which you did. Realistically, you're not watching a Randy Moss documentary unless you understand straight cash homie. What they didn't include, I believe, was the second part of that quote delivered to a random person with a camera. After paying a fine in cash to the NFL, Randy Moss was asked how he paid, check, credit card, and he said, straight cash, homie. The second part of that quote. Do, do either of you remember the second part of that quote? Well, you told me yeah. just, just a few minutes ago, so I will abstain from this. Jason, do you remember the second part of that quote, which is usually cut out? Uh, is it the part about waving his dick? Correct. <laughs> where Randy Moss said, next time, I might just wave my dick at him. It would have it would have killed Joe Buck. <laughs> great, great, greatest wide receiver ever born. <laughs> Joe, Joe Buck hasn't even looked at his own genitals. <laughs> <laughs> he's just he's just got a pixelation that he hangs there. <laughs> Slaps it on. Uh, now well, we can now we can commence lovemaking. Now, let's. And speaking of, I'm about to make love to this podcast because Wee! we're gonna we're gonna start off this college football discussion with a. An experiment. We're going to do some science because I went from household responsibilities to watching the Randy Moss documentary and have not seen what usually comes out now uh, on Tuesdays in the fall after a certain point in the college football season, and, and that would be the playoff rankings. So I have not seen them. And I'll ask Jason, um, without divulging any specifics, uh, they're lively this week. Yes. Oh, oh, oh! We're we're in for a treat. Um, you know, we've got you basically playing the role of Danny Cannell here, who is the person on the studio show on ESPN who does not know what the rankings are ahead of time and mm-hmm. reacts to them. So, uh, I've always thought of you as a Danny Cannell type. So I hate you. Re- you. Huh? Huh? Oh, oh sorry. Like, you, he's he's more of a wanky. You know that. <laughs> Please. Are, are you are you our David Pollock then? If we're if we're all characterizing personality types as Florida State quarterbacks, I really really would like to be Thad Busby. Mm. Obscure, often sacked, remembered semi fondly. That'd be think, that, that's about that's about my level. I think that makes Jason Brad Johnson. Wow, check down Brad. <laughs> wow. <laughs> hey, you won a Super Bowl. Congratulations. That's true. That's true. I yeah, well, yeah, well, you're Jacob Coker because no, you, you, Chris, didn't, you didn't go to FSU. I'm Chris Ricks. Let's you're be Chris, honest. You're Chris Ricks. Oh, buddy. <laughs> Park, <laughs> parking in the handicap spot. Oh. But I'm do- but I'm doing it for Jesus. <laughs> With the spiked hair. <laughs> Jesus used product. Which which FSU quarterback are you? See, I really, of course, you want to say, yeah, I'm Burt Reynolds. You're not Burt Reynolds. Nope. nope. Also, uh, please have somebody make this a quiz for our site. Yeah, Buzz, BuzzFeed, whoever. 
Bud, 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 I think feed, mean bud, bud, bud feed. feed. <laughs> all running to the same joke all at once because it's so good. <laughs> so anyway, let's 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 do this. Um, go ahead and outline the experiment for me, if you will, since I am but the helpless subject. Okay. Uh, we let's see. Let's. How about just, we just do? Go well, ahead, if you've got an idea, go right ahead. I was going to say, why don't we give Spencer a team that's ranked in the top ten and ask him to assign which slot they have, which slot mm. he thinks they're in this week. Okay. Can you tell me and you tell me what they were in last week? Yes, we will tell you what they were in last week, and you have to decide where they are this week. Because I know this may stun some people who have bitten hook, line, and sinker into this being the defining moment of every college football season, but I don't remember last week's rankings. Or should you? They're meaningless now. Right. Uh, well, first, just a little teaser. Uh, UCLA is up to 11 now. <laughs> does that does that give you a taste for what you're in for? Is the table set now? <laughs> Man. And let me let me tell you who they're just ahead of, and that's Michigan State. Yeah, we've been doing lines of Pac-12, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jason. You, why don't you give them a team, and we'll go from there. Uh, let's start off. Let's start off with a simple one. Uh, Auburn was three last week. Auburn was three last week, and they lost to Texas A and M. So I am going to move them down to. Let's see, we're doing the top ten, so I'll move them down to ten. Very close. They're nine. They're nine. Okay, that's not outrageous. I, I don't think that's totally outrageous. Although, whew, two losses at nine, you're already a little dicey. Okay, go ahead. They are right. the top-ranked two-loss team. Go ahead, Ryan. Uh, Arizona State was ranked 14th last week, hammered Notre Dame at home. Where are they this week? Um, I'm going to go ahead and say they made a modest gain up to number 10. <laughs> uh, uh, you're, you're, you're not that close. They are 6th. 6th? Sixth? <laughs> <laughs> It's funny because they're ranked six. <laughs> oh, you can't see it, but I am I'm giving myself the Scarlett O'Hara fan right now. Oh, the vapors. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh let's see here. Hold on. That's hold on. En Espanol. Seis? Es verdad? Seis. Seis. Es okay, verdad. We, we've confirmed it. Okay. All right, let's ramp it up a little bit. TCU was number six and then Beat number seven, Kansas State, by three touchdowns. Okay, so they're number six. So, hey, hell, they got to be up around uh, four. Ding! Nailed it. Whoa, nailed it. Okay. That's... Bang. All yeah. right. Florida State, talking about them <laughs> was was number two. They struggled were... a little last bit. Week, last week, they were number two. They mm. were number two. Struggled slightly against... UVA, but ultimately won by 14 points. Where are they this week? Uh, since y'all are leaning absurd, I'm going to cheat a little bit and assume that they sunk all the way to five. Not, I mean, <laughs> let, me put, let me put it this way. If that had happened, we, I, we, we would only be talking about that on this podcast. <laughs> all right, that, so, that, that secret would not have kept. So did they, they, fall, so they fall to three? They, they fell slipped to three. To three. They, they slipped. The, oh, they slipped three. to three in a four-team playoff. Yeah. I'm pretty sure every FSU fan right now is looting a Walmart. <laughs> now, here's the fun thing about that. Is I mean, it if, is a Tuesday, so. If, well, yeah. If the season ended right now, that would mean they would be playing Oregon in the Rose Bowl. If they were ranked number two, they would be 
playing Oregon in the Rose Bowl. Oh, you've given away who number two is now. Yeah, well, that's fine. That's okay. But, I'll, I'll forget. But but the only difference. <laughs> <laughs> Are we really going to go through all ten teams? No, we weren't. We weren't. Well, um, we, we don't have to. So Oregon's number two. I mean, just getting to FSU is really, that's what we were building towards. But okay. the thing is, the only thing that changes is which team wears the home jersey. Yeah. Uh, and since FSU fans hate their jerseys, isn't this actually better? No, no. This is the, the funniest part of all of this is Florida State fans getting irate over fashion. That's the best. Like, which <laughs> against big, Oregon. Which, which, exactly, against Oregon. Which big dog shirt are they going to wear? This combination of garnet and gold doesn't look as good as this combination of garnet and gold. These purple face masks and khaki helmets are going to look awful against the yellow shirts or the green shirts or the black shirts they wear. I better be able to wear my Wranglers to the Rose Bowl because they don't cut me in half like other jeans. <laughs> I mean, they do. They do. <laughs> they, you know what? If, if you're big enough, every single pair of jeans has a buzzsaw waiting to happen. Uh, is there anything else we want to talk about below the ten spot on the rankings that's of note, Jason? So we've got, but, but, we've, uh, but we've got. Here, if, I'm, if I'm guessing correctly here, we've yes, got Mississippi. Sorry. We've got Mississippi State at one, Oregon, Correct. Oregon two, Florida State three. Uh, the four spot is currently TCU, uh-huh. which by itself, you know that that foursome. I don't care about ordination there, right? I just that's your four, right? There you go. Those your four. Uh, but after that, you've got five. Um, who do we have at five? Alabama did not move at all. That's, That's right. Let them dogs out. Let them t- <laughs> <laughs> you know what those are? Those are Mississippi State. I called for it. Just, just hollering, letting them know that um, I could see Alabama fans being a, a might bit irate over that. Yeah. A little bit, but do do I have to sort of acknowledge that that's probably the right thing to do is just to hold them there? Yeah. I, I, I do kind of secretly hope Alabama holds there all year. Like <laughs> They beat it, they beat Mississippi <laughs> State. They beat Auburn. They beat Georgia. Why can't we dang the – this thing won't shift. Stuck in, stuck in first gear. Dang it. Oh, we left the e-brake on the whole dang season. God dang it. You know, <laughs> oh, he done tore us a mighty big rut. <laughs> it's like it's, it. like it's like that time you got your truck stuck in the mud outside Coleman. You got you got to bring a you got to bring some kitty letter with you to get out. Yeah, that's um, that's that seems kind of right. I don't think they were overly impressive in beating LSU. Yeah, it's a road game. But I don't think L. I mean, I think LSU. After watching that game, they're good. And they're improved, but they're not all that good. They're not. They're not excellent. They're. They're not up to. I don't know. They're not up to public's premium brand good football yet, right? So yeah, they're just the regular knockoff Bogo. Regular yeah. knockoff Bogo Alabama, right there, playing a regular knockoff Bogo LSU. Like neither one's particularly outstanding. So then we've got what at the seven uh, at the seven and eight who do we have? We uh, have Baylor at seven and Ohio State at eight. Uh, you know I don't. I, I understand people will enjoy getting offended by that, but they're that's not overly weird to me. Like looking at the top ten. Eh. I mean, would you move? Would you move anybody in that top ten? Either of I, you? I might put Baylor ahead of Arizona State. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I was going to say no, but then I remembered that Arizona State is uh, in there. So, yeah. 
I'd move Arizona State all over the place. <laughs> yeah, it's really hard to tell how good. Like, I have a feeling Arizona State too might luck out in that they're a young team who's going to get a lot of practice. So their performance in the bowl game might be even above and beyond, right? What they were yeah. sort of capable with during the season. So everyone will go, man, they really were that good all year. And you're like, no, no, <laughs> they they weren't that good all year. Would you would you move anybody, Jason? Besides uh, Arizona State? I'd bump ASU down. Um, let's see. Baylor would then be right behind Bama, Ohio State behind Baylor. Um, not really. I don't. I mean, I I still ride for Ole Miss, man. I'd, I'd still have Ole Miss pretty high, even though they're two losses. I, I I still think they're a they're a top five team, but they don't have the record to prove it. So that would just be my highly subjective deal going on there. They also, by the way, have a chance to bump up. They do. Like there are teams. Yeah, they're with, still in fine shape. There are teams with real potential for for buoyancy, right? Like they they, they can just rise up a little bit more. Like I think Arizona State still got a little bit of room to move up if they win every game that they should and do what they're supposed to. Not a lot. Well, if nothing else, I mean, either MSU or Bama's going to take a small tumble after this week. So, Yep. And Ohio State, I don't think, has a whole lot of room to move up, though. No, no. No. That's that's the Big Ten at work. <laughs> oh, speaking of, speaking of... um. Probably the funniest thing going on here, if you'd like an example of Big Tenness. Nebraska was 13 last week. Where are they this week? Ooh, I'm going to put after, them down. After, after not playing at all. Oh, 20. Let's move them all the way down. <laughs> so they slipped to 16th despite doing something. <laughs> and, 16. And they were, they were passed by Arizona, who pasted Colorado, and Georgia, who waxed Kentucky. That's all it took. <laughs> and say what, say what everyone will say at once. That's an improved Kentucky team. That's a, that's a that's a good non-bowl Kentucky team. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna make the most outstanding non-bowl imaginable. God, Kentucky and Arkansas just are should should just meet each other in some seedy club and feel each other up for twenty minutes. Speaking, of, speaking of Arkansas and somebody who might sign off on that, if someone wrote him a nice letter telling him how handsome he was. Segway. Segway. Uh, playoff chair, Jeff Long, the uh-huh. uh, president of Arkansas, buddy and patron. I like to say that Brett Bielema has a patron. He's like some sort of degenerate Italian sculptor from the 1600s, right? Oh, yes, that's Signora. That's Signor Bielema. I think it's it's one part that, one part wrestling manager. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Long standing there. Oh, no. Don't anger him. It is it is wrestling manager, but his wrestling character is Renaissance Italian sculptor. <laughs> Il Bilama. <laughs> can you can you show us some of his work? Oh, the children are here. No. Yeah, that's no, right. No. He'll he'll cut you up so he can learn about the human musculature. <laughs> well, that's why he does it. <laughs> the quote that he gave us uh, about margin of victory. Jason, do you happen to have that on Andy? Have that handy. Uh, let's see. Let me let me dial that one up for us. Um, Thank you, Jesse Palmer. Uh, that's the noise you have to make when you're scrolling around on Twitter. So if you guys want to do some like hold music while I find, oh here it is. Uh, we do not reward excessive scoring, but we do take into account score of the games, uh, which that I believe that was issued as far as Baylor and TCU are concerned, uh, and. 
the uh, the the LSU Bama game sort of holding TC uh, giving TCU a little boost since TCU won big against K State and Bama won in overtime against LSU. So uh, what he's basically saying is that scoring matters, but except it that doesn't. Scoring doesn't matter. That's um, beautiful. Which uh, that that calls into contrast against what they'd said before, which was that scoring doesn't matter but that scoring matters. See how it's flipped? Mm. I think that means scoring matters when we want it to matter, and it doesn't when we don't. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, interpretations you can, you can make of the things they're saying, which um, the things they're saying are totally meaningless. So it, It's that scoring matters, but scoring doesn't right. matter. Right, and Un- also because... Un- unnecessary scoring. That's right. my favorite part, when you determine... Hmm. Well, that 28th point is necessary, but the 29th is simply too much. Cut him off. Cut him off. How drunk is this football game? Gary Patterson's had enough. (laughs) (laughs) Look at him. He's had enough points. Maybe that's just their way of taking down Marshall. Well, also be, that. I think the, whole, like, it's all, all of Marshall, the entire system is rigged against <laughs> Marshall. All of, all of Marshall's scoring is unnecessary because we're not going to put him in our top 25. <laughs> Therefore, they are unranked. <laughs> yeah, this week, that's the one thing we didn't cover about the rankings this week. What per, what uh, What's the level of fuck Marshall in these rankings, right? Oh, it is, it, it's soaring. Well, <laughs> Marshall, uh, Marshall beat Southern Miss 63-17 and remains unranked. So if I got a, if I got a good gallon jug of college football playoff like how much of it is fuck marshall oh it's it's overflowing at this point okay like you're you're putting the cap on but it's too late okay so 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 is marshall even uh is there even a number associated with it or did they just forget to invite them to the social again oh but you know who is ranked texas a&m thank god thank god texas a&m is ranked and also (laughs) Here's another fun thing about the way they're explaining these things. They say uh, FSU has two top 25 wins, while Oregon has three, which as uh, one of, talking about the Knowles, one of Bud's followers pointed out, if FSU had lost to Louisville, Louisville would be a top 25 team, thereby giving FSU the same resume as Oregon. <laughs> that, is, that is the wrestling belt theory that we have toward scheduling right now, right? And toward ranking. Yeah. That when a team has to play a bigger marquee team, suddenly they're the intercontinental North American well, Southwestern division champion. They're ranked and, 24. Well, yeah, and uh, guess who Ohio State plays this week? Number 25, Minnesota. Look at that, man. Minnesota, look at you. The what North, are the odds? I know, the mid-Northwestern Great Lakes regional <laughs> Great Lakes welterweight <laughs> champions. Like Whatever, the, Jerry Kill's running through your antique shop, taking all your, all your trophies. Lesnar's from Minnesota. Well, that's not, why, that's not why Jerry Kill's running through an antique shop. He's just excited. He just... He, some, some, somebody mentioned his passion for dance. Oh my god, they have stick candy, you guys! <laughs> they have whorehound and sarsaparilla! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> oh, I don't like grape. Don't give Jerry Kill sugar. Just, you, know, you don't want to know what happens to teams. What happens? Iowa. <laughs> he, scored, <laughs> he scores 50 oh, on you. <laughs> Jesus, that's the meanest shit you've said. What, yeah, reminding Iowa that they suck? <laughs> that they gave a tremendous amount of money to a like dull, no, mediocre coach. Gave is past tense. They are giving. 
they will give. They're through, legally through obligated <laughs> through 2020. The checks will not stop. There are children who are not born yet who will start elementary school. I think that current buyout, it was something like seven, like if they fired him now, it would be $700,000 a month until 2020. You know, honestly, awesome. the best, the smartest <laughs> thing. That's right. That's smart, awesome. <laughs> the smartest thing Iowa could do at this point is cause massive hyperinflation such that money is worthless and Kirk Ferentz's buyout essentially goes down to like three hundred, the equivalent of three hundred twenty fourteen dollars. I think the game there is corn subsidies. That's probably they've probably been behind that the whole time. So. The farm, the farm bill is just a way to get out of Kirk Ferentz's contract. No, I think it's what subsidizes it. I it's think, both. It's actually both. <laughs> it's its own economy. It's yeah. it's you're, you're kind of bailing out the the boat by uh, trying to dump so much water in it that the the water <laughs> overflows. <laughs> if we empty the lake. Then the boat won't sink. Yeah, so put all the water in the boat. And I feel really bad for them, too, because they're, I don't have, you know, normally when you say, wow, man, that guy, how do you want to, you, you have an obvious answer as a counter, like, oh, well, you should hire this guy. Nope, don't have a, don't have a, a good goddamn solution for you. Don't even have one. Oh, like, come on. There, there's got to be some stoops floating around that'll take that. Come on. Uh, you, hey, you know who, you know who coached at uh, Iowa Wesleyan and played there? Right? As a player? Huh? Dana Holgerson. God damn it. <laughs> Iowa Homecoming King 1997. <laughs> Dana Holgerson. With the same hair. With the same hair. Man, that'd be a train wreck. But yeah, I don't have any good suggestions for you. You're like, what do you do with that? And then you become Henry Kissinger and say, there are problems and then there are dilemmas. I can solve problems and a dilemma you just have to live with. And Kirk Ferentz. It's a dilemma. And then you murder. <laughs> and, then, and then something wicked and sinister happens out in all that corn. Well, the good thing is there's like 19 other Ferences throughout the coaching staff and roster. So it's true. You if, got, he goes, gonna, if he goes down, there'll be one to take his place, like oh, a Kim Jong situation. You're definitely going to have to tent for that. You can't just you can't just put down some poison. You got to. Iowa City, the Pyongyang, court, court the intrigue. <laughs> Courtroom, the the the. Yeah, the the throne drama. It's gonna be like a week in and Iowa a, City. It's gonna be like a week and a half till we know Ferentz is fired, right? It'll be like signals and smoke coming from oh, Iowa damn. City. I hope this is George R. R. Martin's next book, Game of Corns. It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> like eighteen people have laid claim to the Iowa throne. Game of Crones. Crones. Uh, Game of, of Clones because he thinks it's about Iowa State. Yes. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Oh, the by the way, the just to show you the unnecessary the unnecessary points at work. Baylor's last three games and TCU's last three games. Oh, it's it, it's going to be a track meet. <laughs> There's, oh, man. It's going to be a little bit of flexing going on uh, because it, two, it, two out of three two out of the three games for each team could be um, could be war crimes. They could just, there's, a, there's there's a Kansas involved. Uh, is, yeah. Uh, Kansas are a winner in their last game. Sorry, sorry, yes. Are a winner. <laughs> Kansas, you uh, are a winner. <laughs> is Texas just gearing, like, is Charlie Strong fo- focusing the rest of this year's energy on ruining things for TCU? Absolutely. There's no other game plan. Because that's no. awesome. That would be great, and I think that's pretty much the high point of Texas's season 
theoretically would be ruining TCU season. That would probably anybody anybody who has a problem with Charlie Strong at Texas now, I imagine that would mend all fences. <laughs> Over. Done. Nothing would be better than in the midst of a rebuilding year, just, you know, doing a little status check. Just doing a little like, you know, big th- big cow flexing. That is how grievances in Texas are settled. It's not normally like if somebody hits your car, you get their insurance and they pay for your car to be fixed. But in Texas, they hurt one of your enemies. And that is how you come to a term and of who, agreement. And who the sizzling heat and anger off Gary Patterson. They might have to bury him. Like actually like <laughs> bury him like radioactive matter. Like just he gets to do with the locker room. Right, gets the film squared away for the next morning, and somebody gets a shovel, digs ten feet down, and just puts Gary there, and they just bury him like a vampire for the night. Mama, he, what's what's that lead coated train going by? Oh, that's where Gary Patterson is. They're taking him into the hills. <laughs> he needs to cool off for twenty four hours before another human gets within a mile of him. Now, what could be really fun is that game is at Texas, and uh, Big Twelve refs are sort of. Noted for uh, having a particular affinity towards the Longhorns. Uh, just total, total unfounded rumor. There's no video evidence out there, uh, carefully edited by A&M fans. Or Nebraska fans. And West Virginia fans and Oklahoma fans. Remember, and occasionally, and then on and on. occasionally, you know, Mac Brown had this ability, like Alex Ferguson, to tag extra time onto the end of a game. It just happened. Sometimes a second would just reappear, and then they might kick a field goal to win the Big 12 championship. You never know. So, so what would be doubly amazing is if we're coming down to the end, and it's, oh, man, Baylor and TCU, they're four and five. This, what, a, what, a, what a dilemma. Uh, one of them beat the other, but the other has a stronger schedule, and then the Big 12 just says, oh, darn it, TCU lost. Guess Baylor's in. Yep. and <laughs> they, were, also, they were here first. Yep, and also <laughs> keep in mind, Baylor, original Big 12 member, in case politics start to add up, TCU ain't. Yeah, you yeah. gotta be careful because if, if 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 Baylor's on the end of that call, they'll just sue you. <laughs> what Ken Starr's there? He he loves unnecessary, frivolous lawsuit and legal expenditure. You're gonna talk like, about oh. excessive points. Get Baylor in a courtroom. <laughs> they will run that score up, son. Ken Starr just sets up a backboard. You're like, you don't need. No, I'm gonna dunk on you. <laughs> I, I I prosecuted a certain case in Washington <laughs> you might be familiar about that ended up costing several million dollars. This ain't shit to me, son. Uh, the other three games for Baylor finishing, they do not play Texas. They play three. They play two teams that they can uh, they can blow up real good: Oklahoma State and Texas Tech, and finish with an intriguing game December sixth at home against Kansas State, uh, who they've had. Pretty good results on the past couple of years. But still, lurking right there, Bill Snyder, king of time. Theresius has seen everything and been everything. Uh, he would be able to, I think, put a nice little dent in Baylor's season. Totally capable of doing that, too. Yeah, he'll shiv you. He'll shiv you just to feel alive. Well, he stabbed Caesar. He'll stab you. He did not shoot Lincoln, though. That is unfounded. <laughs> no, no, no. He, he did try to shoot the Secretary of Navy as part of the same plot. But Re- Remember, according to the whitest kids you know, Lincoln was actually beaten to death. <laughs> and deserved it. <laughs> let's, uh, let's move on to uh, reader mail, if you would care to choose a question to answer. There, we limited it to one Muschamp question this week. Because Muschamp won versus Vanderbilt, 
he's probably going to be Florida's coach next year, knowing our luck, and I'm just going to have to deal with that. So let's just not talk about him, and let's each pick one question from our uh, our received tweets on Twitter.com. I'm I'm ready. Okay, uh, Ryan, if you're ready, go right ahead. All right, this question comes from Oh No Romo, and his question is: Which historical figure would you take to a college football game, and which game would it be? Um, I think I would pick Lord Byron, and I would take Lord Byron to Clemson, South Carolina. <laughs> and, so, and, so you can talk about tigers getting lit up. <laughs> yeah. I think I think Spencer understands what I'm envisioning here. Oh yeah, and so I feel very good about it. Yeah, I'm okay. But, I, but if if you have other suggestions, I'm happy to hear them. Uh, the uh, I, I will take. I'm gonna I'm gonna do two. By the way, I want one from at PJ Matt uh, that says, "Anybody want to apologize to Randy Moss? Misunderstood hard worker, y'all. What? Why are you addressing this to me?" I do not understand this. We're part of the system. <laughs> you're you're the media. You're yeah. the media, which is why we're having a podcast where Jason does household chores and doesn't mute his microphone. There's that. <laughs> Jason Kurt wandering around his backyard. Obviously part of the problem that <laughs> condemned Randy Moss unfairly. I was a high school freshman at the time. How about y'all? Actually, I was in middle school when he was in high school. So, Yeah. I, I accept full responsibility. I was part of the educational system. Yeah, I was. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was in high school when Randy Moss was in high school. We're about the same age. Uh, Randy got popped for, uh, let's see, a fight that he barely participated in, and uh, then smoked a joint, which I've never done, ever, especially not for an assignment for my employer. Clean living. Clean living. Whatever. <laughs> we love Randy Moss. We ride hard for him. Uh, Jason, got a question. Uh, first of all, I just want to apologize for that thing about tigers on fire. That was obviously not Lord Byron. Just like to apologize to me. Yeah, you, you, you're mixing up a little William Blake here, but that's okay. Oh, I just assumed you meant that Lord Byron would light a tiger on fire because that is absolutely some shit Lord Byron would do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would happen. Okay. Um, this comes to us from Mike McCarthyism on Twitter. Which uh, I guess that's an NFL parody account or something. I don't know, man. Uh, could Randy Moss make any Big Ten offense watchable? Um, probably all of them. Hey, listen. Just imagine Randy Moss if he'd gone to Michigan and those like you know when they kind of had a big vertical passing game, they would just like run the ball and then just throw go routes. Larry Fitzgerald made Pitt watchable. Yeah, a good receiver can make almost anything watchable. We were Calvin watching Johnson made Randy Paul watch. Yeah, we were watching Marshall. Like Marshall in their first year in uh at the, what was at the time, you know, 1A. Right? We were watching Marshall because Randy Moss was there. So yeah, he could have made um I will say this. At the time, who was at Purdue? Oh man. Don't tell me. W- would that be Joe Tiller? Oh, coach-wise, yeah, I believe that was the Tiller years. Yeah, so Joe Tiller, Joe Tiller comes to Purdue in uh, let's see, ninety, no, ninety-seven, in ninety-seven. So it would have been a little early, but like if, but if Randy Moss had you know played all four years, even Purdue could have been watchable because he would have caught the uh, the past wacky Joe Tiller years, which would have been really fun to watch. I would say of current 
um, Big Ten teams, if we if we sort of transpose them to now, um, everything's watchable. Nebraska would be a hoot. Uh, Wisconsin might actually have a passing game. Ohio State would be ungodly. Uh, probably not Northwestern, though. I don't really think Northwestern could do no. anything with them. No. No. Uh, possibly, also, Michigan would probably find a way to misuse Randy Moss. They'd probably use him at quarterback and get him hurt. Not even. They'd be like, "Hey, you're you're going to be our you're going to be our blocking tight end. You're our center. <laughs> you're a really you're an, you're an amazingly weird punter. <laughs> that uh, yeah, that's I think he could have made almost any of them. Uh, if you have one more, Ryan." I know I said choose one, but if you've got one, we've got a second. Okay, uh, here we go. This one comes from Kiernan Ambrose. And his question is, uh, sticking in the Big Ten, is going for two for an 11-er and then falling down the most big moment ever? <laughs> uh, of course, he's referring to Northwestern same, same at, the, at the end of the Michigan game, uh, scored what could have been the game-tying touchdown, but decided to go for the two-point attempt at home to win the game outright, and the quarterback just just fell on his butt before he could even release the ball. And then uh, after the game, Michigan players said, yeah, we knew that's the exact play they were going to do. <laughs> <laughs> we, we had zero doubt as to their game-winning two-point play. <laughs> Pat, Pat Fitzgerald has really done a great job of – Eliminating all conversation about like, hey, Pat Fitzgerald, he's gonna get he's gonna get some offers. It's uh, it's almost strategic. Like just tank tank a couple of years, get the expectations down. Still, like, mm-hmm. you know, focus on nothing but recruiting. Just just yeah. recruit, and uh, then massive rebuilding job. Hey, we ought to hire him at Florida. Look I, at, I look at that. Like twenty eighteen. I I was sitting next to Roger Sherman as he was watching this game. See. A nice thing about Roger is that when we watch games together on Saturday, he generally will not even let us put the Northwestern game on the television because he knows how bad it is. So he just sits there <laughs> with his laptop and watches it in the corner of the laptop and just like silently pantomimes disapproval and anger. And that's what he did during when they I, we did turn the TV on. Just to watch the two point conversion, so that's the only Northwestern play I saw this weekend. That um, that's all you really need to see. Um, yeah. I have, I have a, another question. It's not even a question. It's from our pal John, John Boys, and he says, "Talk about Dabo Swinney." That's not a question. A second tweet says, "That's a command." Wow! Wow! Yeah. Um, Talk about Dabo Swinney. Okay, I, I can talk about Dabo Swinney. That's done. Uh, Dabo Swinney, currently, I think, probably doing a really good job in a rebuilding year. They're 7-2, and two, and if you've watched them at times, they have no business being 7-2. and two. It's a defensive year, breaking in uh, Deshaun Watson, who's going to be a really good quarterback. Uh, Dabo, as I discussed with another reporter today, uh, earnest to the point of almost being mockable. Super intense. If you listen to him talk for over like five minutes, you're you're already a Clemson Tiger. You're like, yeah, just give me pads. Here is the best thing I have read in Davos Winnie's Wikipedia page. So after he got fired when Mike DeBose's staff got run out of town, he decided to go work for the former Alabama strength coach 
in a Birmingham real estate firm. And he did that for almost two years. I bet he was awesome at it. I bet he was awesome at it. But oh. I bet he was awesome at it in that early 2000s oh. way where you could just be like, yeah, man, you don't need to make it. You don't need to make a, a down payment. Properties only going up forever. It's like a balloon. No, yeah, just, no, no credit check necessary. It's, it's called a balloon payment because it never stops rising just like your fortune. You know the easiest way to become a millionaire? Well, one is to buy a house and then sell it and buy another house. And, of course, the other is to hire Chad Morris. Yeah. You just buy a house. You put Chad Morris in that house. You make sure that house is in the same town where you're coaching. And you give him a job. And it makes sense because Davo Swinney is college football's squatter. Like, that's Tommy Bowden's house, but he's not leaving it. I think by uh, common law or property law or whatever, at, at, at <laughs> this not, point. He's not married to the house. Dang it. Now we. I would not put that past Dabo. <laughs> yeah, no. Whatever the term is, you know, when, when, you, when, you, when you take care of land for seven years and sure, it's by law sure. yours. Yeah. He's, he's getting around that point. Dang it. You know, how, you know how he recruits now. Like, if you're wondering, like, people say, oh, man, Clemson's dirty. No, it's not. You know what Dabo does? Rolls right up to that house, starts analyzing the curb appeal. Look, I got you a Japanese maple. It's going to bring up the value to you know, $2,000 right there. Just put we're it in put, your front yard. We're putting travertine in your kitchen. Now it's worth an extra eight grand. Sounds like he's playing The Sims. He, he is. He is. <laughs> well, he's figured out recruiting. It's just <laughs> The Sims. Have you ever listened to a Sim talk? It sounds a lot like an excited Davos winning So, like, the sounds a sim, a sim makes when you've, like, put him in a pool and taken out the ladder. That's Davos at all times. <laughs> That's exactly what he sounds like after big games. So, yeah. Also, if you don't pay attention, Davos Swinney will piss in the corner. Yeah, well, you, if you put four couches around him, he'll starve to death. So don't ever do that. <laughs> Couch is the mortal enemy of this enemy of the Swinney family. There's a reason you don't see a single couch on Clemson's sideline. Nope, not one. They've killed they've killed Swinney's before, and they will do it again. That's why they run down the slope to enter because you can't put a couch there; it'll just slide right down. Exactly, that would be it. If you want to just you know freak Davo out, they come out. Steve Spurrier, he's got an old sofa just sitting there on the sidelines. Hey there, got this chase lounge for you. Just take a look. Why don't you have a seat there, Debo? Huh? The whole team piles up behind it and <laughs> freezes. <laughs> Debo goes. Debo goes pale with terror. <laughs> the other things uh, there is football being played this week. We should talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Uh, since we are working through this podcast at a speedy rate for us, at least uh, two days of action: Tuesday, Wednesday. Nothing particularly interesting, although you know, hey. It's football. You should watch it. Toledo, Northern Illinois, currently duking it out right now. Uh, the Thursday game, kind of a weird night because there's East Carolina at Cincinnati. If you hate defense, you should watch that. But then uh, at an early... <laughs> if you despise defense, we've got another was, for you. <laughs> I was, you. You took the words right out of my mouth. You've got Cal at USC on a pretty early kick, by the way, for them, a... a Sprightly, a a early bird special at nine p.m. Eastern. Uh, it is it is my understanding from talking to somebody today that Cal or USC rather decided that because this was a Thursday on the earlier side game, they were not going to allow any tailgating whatsoever. So 
USC fans may have to go to their home stadium and watch Sark just vomit up a loss to Cal, <laughs> mostly sober. Oh, they're not going to be sober. <laughs> I said, well, mostly, mostly. They're, they're, they're resourceful people. They'll find a way around this because they're not watching Cal football sober. <laughs> no one should. <laughs> I mean, I love them, and they shouldn't watch it sober. Just shouldn't be. Uh, moving to, because we all agree, by the way, Cal's going to like just stab USC in the face while they're not looking in that game, right? Like, yep. this, is a, this is a Sarkeesian trademark here. Based on trends, this is one that USC is leading like 45 to 18 and then loses. <laughs> yeah, where, where Cal's not even sweating. They're like, down 30. All right, that's cool. We're going to start playing here in a minute. All right, here we go. Yeah, Got a little lather going. Let's kick it up. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the we're gonna skip the Friday game. Oh, yes, oh, Tulsa at UCF. <laughs> uh, we're going to uh, skip past that because we are biased against UCF. The hell with UCF. Uh, and go straight to Saturday. Uh, tell me, what do you see on that early shift, Jason Kirk? Uh, well, we mentioned it on uh, the committee, the, the selection committee, uh, a couple days ago. But I'm gonna watch Clemson Georgia Tech. I've watched very little of either team this year, and uh, that could have postseason ramifications. I have, a and uh, they, I, these teams kind of hate each other a little bit. They do. No, this is a, this is an underrated little series between the two teams. They like they enjoy doing dickish things to each other. A lot of trick plays, a lot of dirty pool, a lot of nasty play, and as always, the fantastic kneecap removing technique of chop blocking. Which uh, I'm sorry, <clears throat> not chop blocking. <clears throat> no. Cut, if, cut, blocking, cut blocking. And if, also, we get to enjoy uh, you know all those things we said about Dabo Swinney, the exact opposite on the other sideline in Paul Johnson. If, ah. God, if God wanted us to have kneecaps, then why didn't he give them to the dinosaurs? You know what? When I grew up in North Carolina, we didn't have any dinosaurs. I didn't care. I'm Paul Johnson. You can die. I'll watch you, I'll watch you choke on a Lego to death in front of me. Well, That's we'll, what he said to a kid. That's probably what he said to his kids. That's probably what he said to, like, the quarterback he recruited. That's how he proposed to his wife. I'll watch you die. I don't care. I love him. People do. Uh, I will also be watching. I suspect I'll join you after two quarters. But I will watch the intro, the little bit, the opening stages of Minnesota, Ohio State. Oh, boy. Which is Ohio State at Minnesota, by the way. That is that. So this is where Urban Meyer goes from... The last month or so of the season has been, hey, we have to make up for the Virginia Tech loss. And now he's like, oh, we're in striking distance. Let's score 70 points whenever we can. Yeah, like we were joking about Baylor and TCU. It, that, that was a little bit of joking. They're going to score a lot of points. This is serious. They're going to murder yeah. Minnesota. This is going to be a lot of unnecessary scoring well, here. There will be. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. I will say this. I don't know what unnecessary scoring means. It'll happen in this game. Now, on the sort of on the sociopath coach rankings, um, Bryles and Patterson would probably be pretty high up there when it comes to scoring a ton of points, but I don't know anybody that would top Urban because he's no. fully aware of the politicking involved here. Be- because Bryles can't help it. It's just sort of like, yeah, this is the only thing I know how to do. I'm not trying, I'm not always trying to be a dick. But Urban Meyer's like, no, I could, we could just beat you, you know, by 10. But right. why would I, why would I do that? You have a whole. Why would I only murder your family when you have a whole house to burn down? Remember, too, he's had several organs replaced with machines. So he's, he's already on that Darth Vader path. He's, mm-hmm. he's more machine than man at this point. 
Darth Vader got in the playoff. Yeah, oh, you, you better believe it. Strength of schedule was pretty weak, but he did destroy the whole the whole slate. That man, th- that man knew how to get a team, you know, all the way to where it needed to be. I think this makes Boba Fett Florida State, unfortunately. <laughs> Just on the way to the Sarlacc. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's look at the uh, mid the mid afternoon shift. Uh, did, we, did we happen to skip South Carolina, Florida? <laughs> yeah, damn, we, damn it! That's, did, we, did you we, guys just breeze past that? Breezing past that. SEC East is nationally irrelevant. I'm hey, Bud Elliott. Hey man, he's just going to cut all this audio if you try to talk about it anyway. That's why, right. Why yeah. fight it? Florida's playing. We got to get the word out. <laughs> we got to let the people know. Kill him. No, kill him. No, just we're, we're we're throwing you down the well. Florida's offense is people. You can watch Florida at noon. <laughs> it's people. You can watch Florida at noon on the SEC network. It's it not even on an ESPN. Streaming on your computer. <laughs> they won't put it in the newspapers, but you can find it at the website. Do you, do, you, do you really want to let people catch you watching that on your computer? Like they're going to see that and be like, oh, the kids are in here. <laughs> I mean, watch it in your incognito window. That's <laughs> what they got it for. You know, you can kind of cleverly angle it away. Like, oh, I'm not looking at that. I'm doing my taxes early. Yeah. Oh, man. Turbo tax. Just, <laughs> just dim your screen and say it's Pit UNC. <laughs> because it is. There's no difference. Actually, yeah. Pit, Florida, UNC, South Carolina. There you go. There's zero difference. <laughs> This makes me so sad, but actually, I feel better. Remember, that's an important game in the SEC. <laughs> <laughs> Go dogs! I like when people are like, "Hey, do you think Muschamp will keep his job?" And I'm like, "I'm trying to keep my sanity one second at a time." Don't ask me about Will Muschamp. I don't know. Do I've lost a, the answers and the questions. Do you think a meteor is going to hit the Earth and the government's not telling anybody about it? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> sure. You think that meteor could win the SEC? <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you want me to say it'll happen right now? Sure. Three seconds. I just said that. It changed nothing. Words mean nothing. Please read our website. Please read our website. <laughs> it has content. <laughs> Please read our important content. Hashtag content. The, uh, the afternoon slate, skipping past South Carolina, Florida at noon on the SEC network, Jason oh. Kirk. Uh, we do have Nebraska at Wisconsin. Uh, if you're into <laughs> the beef, the beefiest game. <laughs> run, 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 run. Hold run. on. It will be fun to watch Amir Abdullah and Melvin Gordon play on the same field. That will be entertaining. This is also an important game because Nebraska, with the softest eight and one, the Drake of eight and ones, sitting there, uh, has a chance to extend that streak and become possibly more relevant in that you know tiresome playoff conversation if you're into it, that also it, on the way to be slaughtered by ohio state in the big 10 championship game potentially yeah this is kind of the big 10 west title game and the fun thing about the the uh, the way the playoff people describe their rankings is that if nebraska were to win wisconsin would fall out of the rankings and nebraska would still have zero quality wins that's right exactly unless we made wisconsin do you want to make wisconsin number 25 they I could know- hold they could hold it for a week it, let me put it this way: If they ha- if it's between Wisconsin and Marshall, it's going to be Wisconsin. There's yep. no question there. A <laughs> uh, little game in the SEC of national repute. Uh, probably the biggest game of the day in terms of the overall scheme of things. That'd be Mississippi State at Alabama. Uh, I don't like predictions, and, and that's why I'm going to make one because uh, I, I think this is a very tough game for 
Alabama, actually. Like, the longer I go, the more I think, Alabama, after playing LSU, beat up as hell. Not, not, not supremely feeling good after that game. Has to go in against Mississippi State, who played UT Martin. This is kind of some whoopsie scheduling by the SEC, which yeah, uh, has, has just, long been reputed to sort of give Bama the favorable schedule. That, yeah, like, like Bama, like we'll give Bama, them Mississippi State during the stretch run. Whoops. I, I think that probably didn't look the way it did, right? They were just no, like, oh. No, it did not. Yeah, they're, they're like, oh, that's Mississippi State. That's like playing UT Martin. Just put them in there. <laughs> for once, this doesn't work out for Alabama. Now, if they could just do that to Georgia once, that would be... That'd be a real change because yeah, Alabama and Georgia. Well, the never... thing about Georgia is they always have the dream schedule every year, but does it really matter? Yeah, does, it's, does more, it... it's it's more fun this way, really. We got the next Herschel. Yeah. Yep. yep. Been saying that for twenty five years. Good Same. luck. Good luck with that two loss season with an inexplicable loss to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that still happened, Ryan. <laughs> it tastes so good. <laughs> it still feels good, even though it burns. <laughs> uh, moving further down the schedule, uh, we have, I think, a, a supremely entertaining game in the making, Auburn at Georgia, because uh, neither team has a defense. Oh. A, a series traditionally defined by madness culminating in last year's. We'll see if they can top it. Yeah, remember, did... remember last year's Auburn-Georgia game was the Iron Bowl game before the Iron Bowl happened. I did like that Mark Richt is such a polite man that he felt the need to compliment Auburn's defense, even though it's demonstrably bad. Well he did like, say he did say that he did say that they were outstanding, which yes, outstanding meaning noticeable. Correct? Right. Standing out, prominent, glowing, if you will. He's 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 just, you know, he's a complimenter. I appreciate that. He's he's positive and we like that in people. He must give the best performance reviews. Be like your work, your work area is always very neat and tidy. Yeah, well, fuck that shit, because here comes Florida State at Miami. Woo! Finally, talking ta- about, finally talking finally. about, finally talking talking about, about, talking about the Knowles. Talking about the Knowles. Talking, talking about the Knowles. I got so much built up. <laughs> I know. Been you waiting go. 55 and a half minutes. You, you got to get that drained. Yeah, you better, you better get that drained, because you don't want that no. in your body. I'm going to let it fester. <laughs> I'm going to collect it put it in a jar up on the window. I'm going to open it in 10 years. It'll smell like Jeff Bowden. Oh. Yeah. It, will, it will actually turn into Jeff Bowden. Yeah, do we know anything about this game, by the way? I know nothing about how this is actually, like, you know, because you look at some teams and go, oh, I, I know a bit about that team's strength. Miami, when was the last time you sat through a whole Miami game? I watched oh, a couple. They, they, uh, let's see, freshman quarterback. Like, get, I think the last Miami, game I, last Miami game I watched was, like, Nebraska? I didn't even watch all of that. Yeah. Like, well, I honestly think the Louisville game. To be fair, Nebraska game, and nobody has seen a Nebraska game all year. <laughs> That's true. Well, Miami, they got an explosive offense, and by the numbers, have a, a really good defense. So, if you're talking about a complete team to actually give FSU a challenge, it's not like Notre Dame's offense or Louisville's defense. An actual complete team. This is the single best bet you get all year. And they're going to lose by 17. Yep. And they're somehow not ranked 25th. <laughs> I, 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 see them, I see them losing by a very dispiriting 10. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what this feels like. Like, Jameis, like, it'll be just a blueprint that Florida State's done all year long. It'll be a dismal first half. 
And then everyone wakes up in the second half. Jimbo Fisher just throws the ball 38 times in a row in a blind panic, and they win because they're more talented. I think the most disappointing thing for everyone involved, let's see, FSU is favored by one and a half, so let's say FSU wins by like four. And then it's like, hey, we beat the spread. And it's like, yeah, well, you beat Miami by four. It doesn't matter. <clears throat> Take I, think that. I think everybody's a little bummed about that. Was any of that scoring unnecessary? Well, nope. technically, uh, two and a half of those points would be unnecessary. Nope, Jimbo knows exactly what's needed and only gives you that. Yep, he's a composed, uh, balanced, and calm man, and that's why he flips <laughs> out and starts throwing the ball 40 times in a row. Character. Was, was, was that Jimbo only putting so much onto his servants that he knows they can withstand or the Bible verse? <laughs> or was that Jesus? Mm-hmm. Or do we need to mm-hmm. really make a, a difference between the two at this I point? I mean, the man's hair looks like a halo. That's all I got to say. And what are his initials? JF, same as Jesus Christ. You don't run you don't run through the eye of the needle, you pass through it. Jesus' last name was Friedman, by the way. The Christ was a later ad. The uh, LSU at Arkansas, uh, LSU's uh, gonna win at the last second and break Arkansas's heart, right? That's how this goes. That's yeah, how these things all, work. That's okay. all Arkansas knows. Good. I'm glad I'm glad we're agreed on that. And yeah, the game of the century, Michigan State at Maryland. Ugh. That's happening. <laughs> Picking up Ra- the pieces. Man, Randy Edsel is going to do something real stupid in this. <laughs> like beat Michigan State? <laughs> he's going to be like, he's going to be like, yeah, I know it was fourth and ten from our own twenty, and it was the first drive, but I felt like we had something working. <laughs> I, I keep waiting for a coach to kick a field goal in overtime when they need a TD. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm convinced, like, who I'm would be con- the first coach to do that? I'm convinced Randy Etzel would do it. <laughs> okay. He would. He'd be like, our, our team needed the confidence. Because uh, I think Mark D'Antonio would, if he needs three, fake it and go for a touchdown because I felt like our players didn't deserve the easy three. Yeah, yeah. or they're like, well, you know, we, we got the look we wanted. Any insane special <laughs> any insane special teams play, you can say that. Well, you know, when you get when you see that look. You uh, that's that's the call. You just do that. <laughs> but you needed two points. Yeah, got well, look. You, we got the look. Doesn't matter. The look from Satan, who lives <laughs> in my mind. You needed to. You needed a fourth down conversion in that situation, and that's why we punted. That's... We got the look we wanted. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like Kirk Ferentz. You just we have a look we want for a punt. It is a very broad look. It oh, encompasses many, many God, things. I would love it for Ferris to do something so obvious where he was like, I dare you to fire me, and that would be it. An OT field goal when you needed a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he smiles when it happens, wait, wait, like a big smirk. An, an OT punt. <laughs> an OT punt through the goalpost. Like, are you going to count that? We felt we felt it was important to not get, lose the field position battle. <laughs> And just answers, just answers with something like "too many cooks." I think at that point, at that point, they could fire him with cause, though, right? <laughs> could they? No. I mean, seven hundred thousand dollars. I think they would take it to court at that point and say, "Listen, this man is trying to break his contract." But here, but here's the thing: you know, Kirk Ferentz already has the money to hire a better lawyer than you have. Ooh, he is richer than the University of Iowa. Seven hundred thousand dollars a month until two thousand twenty. He literally won a lottery. There, there must be entire counties in Iowa that Kirk Ferentz is richer than. He could be the bad man in so many horrible action movies about small town corruption. Do you yeah. guys? Do you guys think football will exist in twenty twenty? 
<laughs> well, there's an argument as to whether it exists in Iowa in 2014. Hey, oh. hey, 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 come on. Northern Iowa is really good. They beat, they beat the bison this week. That's true. Snapping that win streak. Uh, and, and Iowa State. Uh, they beat Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, oh that's, that's it. That's how this podcast ends. Yeah. <laughs> Laughing it up. Wow, this is really mean to Iowa the whole well, through and through. Uh, the Heat and Asperger we're writing has about 15 Iowa jokes in it. <laughs>